1: Greetings and welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities podcast. I am your host, Carol A. Briney, and I am thrilled to be here with you as we walk down our path of never ending joyous expansion together. My guest today is a longtime friend and mentor. He is a small business advocate, and his passion is to help small businesses grow and thrive. This gentleman is an owner, is the owner of an extremely successful advertising business called Talking Tables. Please welcome my friend, mentor, and advertising guru Trent Griffith to the show today.
2: Good morning, Carol. How are you?
1: I am great, Trent. How are you?
2: I am doing fantastic, I, and I'm thrilled to death to be on, on your show here. I, You know, a week ago, we talked about getting on, and I thought, man, I can't wait to do this. Uh, And as you said, we are old-time friends, probably older than we want to admit.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I, too, am thrilled to have you here. I'm so glad that you agreed to be here because you have such a plethora of knowledge in the advertising area and there's so many things you can help people with and I've known you as such an advocate to small businesses, helping them and sharing your knowledge. And so we're going to get started here with questions and help other people hear this great information today.
2: Great. So,
1: Fantastic. you know, Trent, you are one of the most positive and upbeat people I know. How great. do you... Thank you for that. You are welcome. How do you keep your positive attitude when things don't go so well? Because as we know, you know, your life is perfect, right? Nothing bad ever happens. Exactly. No deal ever falls ever through. Happens. Right. So how do you keep that positive attitude?
2: Well, you know, the it seems like the natural thing for anymore in today's world is that you look, you know, you, you live in a world of negatives, Um, You listen to the news and you walk away shaking your head. Well, you know, I'm not saying put your uh, your head in the sand and not watch the news because I think it's important that you understand what's going on around you. But, you know, there is the sun always above the clods, and if you can separate those clods and look at that sun and let it shine through, you're a better person. Um, I know for a fact that I will not hang around people that are negative because I sometimes become a victim of my circumstances, what surrounds me, and knowing that, you know, you have to know yourself, and knowing that, I try, I I, I stay away from that. Um, I personally believe that whatever happens that appears to be negative, there is a positive side to it, and um, that's what I strive for, that's what I look for, and that's what I live by, The positive sides of life.
1: And that is so important because we are all victims of our circumstances around us. Um, What do they say that if you look at the five people that you pal around with most, your life is most like theirs? Because we all kind of become like each other. So it is so important. That is such a great piece of advice to be aware of the people that you are listening to and hanging around with. So thank you for There's that.
2: No, yeah, a lot of people judge you by the people you hang around with. And um, if you're hanging around people that are complaining about everything, you're you're guilty through association. Well, if I'm going to be guilty through association, it's going to be because I'm hanging around the right people.
1: Exactly exactly so thank you for sharing that um what do you find do you have a practice that you do daily that keeps you uplifted and positive do you have a meditation practice or a prayer practice that just kind of keeps you grounded uh, so that when things do go a little crazy you can get right back on the positive and and joyful side of life
2: well uh as far as meditation goes, um, I, I have done something all my life, and I'm not sure it would be called meditation, but what it is called is a mirror. Uh, when I get up in the morning, um, you know, um, uh, the first thing I do, I will go get myself a cup of coffee, um, I will um, I grab the newspaper, but I, I, I really don't even get into the newspaper until. Um, Until I I, I go upstairs and brush my teeth and look in the mirror and, you know, and and, and just I I focus towards, okay, it's another day. Yesterday was a great day, even though there might have been some disappointments. Um, You know, I'm in sales, and a lot of us are in sales. And, you know, for years I've always told people that one of the greatest attributes to a good salesperson is the ability to handle rejection. Um, if, I, if I am talking to someone and they've decided that they're not going to be uh, part of the talking table project at this particular time, that's fine. Um, but I allow that to roll off the back of my neck. Uh, what's Water wall, uh, rolls off the back of a duck. So the next morning, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. I look in the mirror. I, I make sure that I am ready to blast off. That's my motivation. Another thing that I do. There is a a gentleman. uh, His name is Joel Olstein. He is a preacher, I guess you would want to call him, a motivator. um, But he, all his um, his talks are are um, around around the Bible and some of the things that are said in the Bible. And he's able to take everyday living experiences and challenges that people have, and good things and bad things, and he's able to coordinate that with some of the uh, parts of the Bible, and I like that. However, once every morning I get a message from him uh, that I read on the computer that I read, and I read it twice. And I read once, I read it out loud, and one time I read it to myself. And that's a good way for me to start out positive. Then I go to the newspaper And I, 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 you know, I, I, yeah, I know what's going on and some of the bad things happening in the world, but I also like to go to the home and garden section to see, you know, what's happening there. Um, I like to find out, uh, what new restaurants are opening and what's the newest fads and things like that, positive things. If you look hard enough, you're going to find out there are parts of that newspaper that have some positive news. (laughs) You have to look, sometimes you have to look kind of hard, but it, but it's in there. So you know, I I prepare myself. I start out positive, and I start out positive every morning, um, and that's I train myself to do that, and I've done that for years. You know, I know that um, salesmanship is um, uh, for me, anyways. Um, I have to be, I got to be positive, and I ha- and I have to be looking forward at all times for me to give the greatest sales presentation that I'm capable of doing. I've got to present, I've got to position myself to be able to do it, and one of the main things is being positive when you start out.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that because we all need to hear ways to keep ourselves on track. Cuz sometimes it's easy to get off track, and really it is all about our own attitudes. We get to choose what we want to believe and how we want to act in every instance so thank you for sharing
2: let me uh, let me uh, say one other thing too um i'm i'm um, uh, i get up very early in the morning um try to get up at the break of dawn and well now at this time of year it happens to be an hour or so later but at times of the year it's like quarter after five another thing that i do is that i enjoy gardening and i will get out in the morning and water my plants because that's something that i Planted maybe as a seed or a small small plant, and it has grown. To me, that's positive. So that's something that I did on my own. You know, I might get a tomato off the tomato plant, or I might get lettuce or whatever. But that there is also something I, I that get that that thrills me to be able to do that, and um, I, that's my way of getting away sometimes from the the everyday trials and tribulations of um, of uh, everyday living is uh, is gardening.
1: And and finding time to be mindful like that is so important to get you back in into that positive attitude. So once again, thank you for sharing that great information. We talk quite often you and I about small business, all types of small businesses and different people in small business. And I know you have had a couple of very successful small businesses. What mistakes do you see small business owners making?
2: Well, it's funny. I I talk to a lot of uh, different um, small business owners every day. Uh, These are business owners that have shown some, um, uh, what's the word I want to use, interest in maybe knowing more about talking tables and a lot of times, no matter if it's a landscaper or even an attorney or a dentist or, or you know, the white collar, blue collar, they all they all make the same mistake. And a lot of times what that is is that they are so wrapped up in what they're doing, they don't know or do they understand what they have to do to make their business grow so they can do more of what they're doing. They can cut more lawns. They can clean more teeth. They can represent more, more people um, uh, in the courts, and that's called marketing. But a lot of times what a small business owner does, he feels that if he just throws enough information all over the place using all different kinds of media, that some of it's going to work. Well, that's correct. Some of it will work. But that's really an inic- or a very expensive way of getting your word out. There are better ways of doing it, and understanding how marketing works will lead them down the right path of knowing what they should be doing to get the word out. Different types of businesses should use different types of media to get their message out to the public. That's what marketing and advertising and branding is. It's basically, I have something and I want to tell you about it. Now, how do I shout out to the public to let them know what I do? And a lot of times what happens is that the small business owner makes a big mistake. He spends so much money in areas of marketing that he shouldn't, he gets himself behind the eight ball. He spent too much money on the wrong kind of advertising, and now he has these bills coming in, and they're not um, giving him the return on investment that he was hoping. And they put themselves in a position monetarily that they don't want to be in.
1: So those are the mistakes. How do you see someone avoiding those mistakes?
2: Listening to professional people that know how marketing works. Listening to people that are not just trying to sell an ad but trying to understand what that person has to offer to the public and then trying to figure out what form of marketing would work best for them. You have to understand, in today's world, there are so many ways to market your business. Social media is fantastic, but if you're going to hang your hat just on social media, that takes a long time to develop um, a more business and uh, it's slow but at the same time it does work so there are other avenues that a business owner can do he has to understand what they are Um, so many people uh, represent um, a magazine say oh you got to advertise with us uh, because the magazine works good or radio stations or televisions and this and that and they're only representing one form of marketing are they really looking out for the best interest of that advertiser? I have been in positions where I've talked to business owners, and I have said, you know, maybe this tabletop advertise is not exactly what you should be doing. You should be doing this. And it may be something that I don't even represent, but the original question is, what can they do? Educate themselves before they decide where they want to advertise their business, and how they want to advertise their business, and what should the message be.
1: Um, who's their target audience, I guess, is an important one, too, correct?
2: Well, yes, who's the targeted audience, but the thing that a lot of people don't remember or don't think about is how, you know, if you're a dentist, well, your, your targeted market, maybe it's more towards older people, I don't know, or maybe it's, it's everybody, so let's say a dentist says, "I want, I want, a, I want young children. I want, I want people in their thirties, forties, and I also want people in their 80s. We do dentures too. Well, how far do you think someone's going to drive to a dentist? Not too far, especially if you're in pain. So for for a dentist to advertise in publications or in other medias that go. 80, 100, 200 miles away or even on the other side in this particular case other side of Pittsburgh, are you going to travel through two tunnels, go across two rivers to come to one dentist? I don't think so. His focus should have been in publications or in my case talking tables that that they advertise and get their word out within a 12-mile radius of their business. Before you go into someone else's backyard, Make sure everybody in your backyard knows who you are and what you do, and and that, yeah, targeted, yeah. But don't make the target too big. Make it, you know, uh, what are the chances of someone traveling 25 miles to a dentist? The chances are pretty low. But how about five miles? Chances are pretty high. Put your money towards the five miles, not the 25 miles. Something else that I I, I talk about also is when you advertise in front of the public. What is their mindset? As of, for instance, Carol, if I said to you, hey, three weeks ago, what did you do at work uh, on last Wednesday? You remember what you did? You're going to have a tough time remembering that because what was happening, there was a lot of things happening. Your mind was going in five different directions, and you really can't remember. Well, man, I, I forget. Hold on a second. Let me think about this. But if I said to you, hey, Carol, what did you do last year A year ago on vacation you probably go I went down to uh, Cape May and uh, you know Mondays we went right over to Joe's Crab Shack and on Tuesday we had a great breakfast at the beach why did you remember because your mind was relaxed so using that analogy if you can put your name in front of people when their mind is relaxed your mind is a sponge when it's relaxed. It's going to remember things a lot more than when the, the mind is going in 12 different directions. If a, if a uh, media has a uh, position that the people that are looking at your ad are relaxed, that could be a good place for you to advertise your business.
1: Great advice again. I've been saying that here for this entire call so far, but <laughs> wonderful advice. Thank no one you ever for talks sh-
2: about that. That's a crazy thing. No one ever talks about the mindset of the person.
1: Right. Well, I know when I have advertised in the past in, in another business that I had that I did a lot of advertising, um, usually the person was so focused on selling me they didn't ask me any questions.
2: <laughs> Number one Achilles heel of a salesperson is not listening. Carol, if I ask you the right questions, you'll tell me what your hot buttons are, what you're looking for. And if I have a product that will um, meet your hot buttons and uh, and will uh, uh, could be right with your hot buttons and uh, then chances are you might be interested in what i have to offer because yeah,
1: you're gonna you're gonna give me a solution to my problem
2: you're gonna but i'm first gonna find out what your problem is right you know uh... Um, and any any good business person in, in advertising the, uh, the best way to start out a sales presentation is to ask a question real simple question listen before i go any further Would you please tell me what types of advertising you've done that has worked? And then, more importantly, would you tell me what types of uh, advertising, marketing, branding, whatever, have you done that did not work for you? And then, more importantly, why do you think the one worked and the other didn't? Your answer to me will let me know what road I need to go down to present my product. And um, I would never know that unless I asked a question. And you also got to remember that business owners usually have bigger egos than most people. They they own a business. They've gone through the ranks of maybe starting out low in a business and working their way up till they owned it. And and that and because of that, they're proud of themselves. So their ego's a little bigger. So asking questions about themselves is music to their ears and they will talk to you just take notes mentally of what they're saying so that you can present your product and maybe you're able to take care of the you know say listen i understand why you say that uh billboards didn't work for your business or i understand why the magazines didn't or the coupons did i understand that this is what i have to present to you And I believe it would be a good fit for you because it kind of resembles the things that have worked for you. Let me tell you how. So now I'm going down the right road.
1: And when people feel that you really care about them, then they're willing to listen to your advice and they're willing to listen to what you have. Isn't that right?
2: Carol, you have a saying, and I'm going to ask you to say it. Um, You have a saying that people do business with. Go ahead, continue that.
1: Uh, People do business with those they know, like, and trust. And I have to tell you, that saying is not original to Carol Briney. (laughs) I learned that somewhere else.
2: Well, don't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep it our dirty secrets. Right. (laughs) No, it's true. Um, I mean, um, why would you buy from someone you don't like? Why would you buy from someone you don't trust? Why would you buy from someone who's not interested in your in your business, what you're looking for? You know, I could just go to, go to a car dealer, and the guy says, "Hey, I got this greatest blue car in the world. I want you to look at this blue car. This look how pretty this blue car is." And and at the very end, the guy says, well, do you want you want to buy this blue car? Oh, you forgot to ask me." I hate blue. Oh, <laughs> really? All you had to do is say, hey, what color car do you like? Well, I like white and I like gray. Oh, really? How many doors do you like? What are you looking for? What are your needs? Let me, you know, someone said to me one time and um, years ago, I used to um, work with General Motors, and they said, what is the... Uh, Number one thing, when a person walks into a showroom, what's the number one thing that's said? Well, the salesman goes over and says, can I help you? And that customer says, oh, I'm just looking. So what happens then? The salesman says, oh, that's okay. Uh, let me know if I can help you. No. You know what the correct answer is? Uh, can I help you? Yes. I'm just looking. Oh, great. I know where everything is. I work here. What can I do to help you? bingo.
1: Big difference. Big difference.
2: Absolutely. Just all it is is asking questions.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, Trent, we are going to take a short break, and we will be
3: right back. Buying or selling a house is likely to be the biggest transaction you will make in your life. So why not choose a realtor that can make the entire process both profitable and enjoyable? Dion Malish and her team are not your traditional real estate agents. If you are buying a home, Dion and her team focus on out-of-the-box thinking to find you a home that suits your wants and needs. If you are selling your home, Dion has a proven marketing system that consistently helps her to sell the homes she lists for up to 18% more and in less time than most. Dion prides herself on keeping in touch with her clients every step of the way to ensure that whether you are buying or selling, the process goes as smoothly as possible. By choosing Dion Malish to represent your real estate interests, you will be choosing to partner with a buying and selling expert who will serve you with award-winning experience and respectful and conscientious service.
0: Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt like good things happened to everyone but you? Have you ever wanted things in your life to change? If you answered yes to any of these questions, check out Carol A. Briney's book, Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities, A Handbook for Life. For an autographed copy, go to carolabriney.com and simply click on the book. This powerful book is also available at your favorite online bookstore. Remember this, your life and your business will only grow to the extent that you are willing to learn and grow personally. So get your copy of this awesome book now because you are here to shine and you'll never know how many lives you will impact by allowing your life to shine.
1: are back. I am Carol A. Briney, your host, and I am talking to advertising guru, Trent Griffith, and we're talking about advertising and marketing today. So, Trent, what percent of someone's budget should a business actually set aside for advertising?
2: I would have to say it depends on how old that business is, and what I'm saying to you is this. When you start out a business, you've got to yell loud, let everybody know that you're you're there. I would have to say that percentage against sales would be higher at that particular time, but more importantly, you have to make sure that you're spending the money in the right spots uh, because you don't have a whole lot of money because you just started. So you have to be very focused on where you're going to advertise, but the percentage was going to be higher. Uh, at that particular time. But once you get the word out, uh, you still have to keep your, your, um, your, uh, uh, name in front of people. I mean, you know, why does McDonald's and Chevy and Ford and all those guys still advertise? You know, everybody knows who they are. Yeah, well, people forget faster than they remember. So if you want to get people to forget about you, quit advertising. Percentage, it ranges anywhere from 3 to 8 percent, depending on the type, uh, that, that you're in. And, um, uh, my thinking is um, uh, to you know you don't want to spend more than you have to, but you have to spend enough to get the word across. And again, I go back to the idea of focused mindset and and um, a target focus in areas that you know people should be doing business with you, and they should know your name. Focus in those areas first, and then if you want to expand into other areas. Where the chances are that they, you know, may not drive that far, but you could get some business out of it. Then go into those business into those areas, but focus close. I'd say uh, within a 12 mile radius of your business. And what I mean by that is, if you're a dentist, drive six miles in one direction, drive six miles in the other direction, make a circle. That's where you should be focusing, and a lot of business will fall into that that uh, perimeter of of 12 miles so uh uh, so you know three to eight percent but be careful on where you're putting that money
1: so if i'm hearing you correctly 12 mile radius is the number to remember it's kind of the magic number when you're looking for people that are in your local area to come to your business
2: absolutely just think about it yourself how far would you drive or get your hair cut, get your hair colored, your dentist, your doctor? Uh, how far would you drive to get tires? How far would you drive uh, uh, to talk to an insurance agent? Or how far would you drive to go to a nursery? How far are you going to drive? Six miles is kind of far. You know, That's about as far as I want to go. If I can't find what I want within six miles, then that person within that, that six miles, uh, that business owner, hasn't done a very good job in letting me know he's there. So that's why I'm saying advertise within a 12 mile radius, six miles in each way, and uh, that seems to be the magic number that I've come up with. And uh, the people that I've uh, talked to about that, business owners, they they kind of agree with me. After um, after I sit down and talk to them for a while, they say, Yeah, you're know, right. That's uh, well, think about it. even a restaurant. How far are you going to drive for a good hamburger or a good steak, unless it's a unless it's a destination restaurant. You're
1: not going to go much further than six miles exactly i uh, I think that is once again great advice uh, for anyone out there who is looking to grow a business and to actually spend your advertising dollar wisely. Trent, we have talked in the past. About actual ads that you see in print, or maybe on your tables or even on the internet, what mistakes do you see people making when they create an ad?
2: <laughs> I see plenty of them. Um, I think uh, the number one the number one problem, the number one mistake of designing an ad, is trying to give too much information in the ad. You have to understand, in today's world, people don't like to read anymore, but they like to look at pictures and they like to read headlines. It is of my opinion that an ad that creates curiosity uh, about their product is going to create activity. What I'm saying to you is this. If you were looking for an insurance agent, and you saw an ad that had 500 words in it. And that 500 words, you're not going to read it. So you're probably not even going to, you don't even want to, you're not going to read the ad. You're not going to go see that guy, that insurance agent. However, another insurance agent has an ad somewhere. And it says, we can give you the correct insurance at prices you can afford. That's all you wanted to hear. And basically the ad would have the logo, the phone number, website address, where they're located. That that ad is going to get more attention and more response than the one that has too much information that someone's not going to read anyways. Simplistic. Simplistic is a simple way of getting action. Um pictures. Um I anytime you can Present your product without anyone even reading one word, such as a tire place. So their ad looks like a tire. Right away you know it's a tire company. Um, A beauty salon. They have a picture of a a guy and a gal with beautiful hair. Right away you know it's probably a beauty salon. Anytime you can represent your product somewhere in, in any type of media, and people know what it is without reading one word. You're really doing good. Not all businesses can do that. Um, I know an accountant that advertises. Uh, he ha- his his ad looks like a uh, uh, 1040 uh, um, form that you fill in. That's what the background looks like. I didn't even need to. Re- I don't need to read the name of the guy that did it, the, uh, the accountant. I just know that's what he does. So then, if I'm interested in knowing more about what he has to offer. I read a few words that he has there an ad that creates curiosity uh, uh creates uh response and um uh, that's the that's the way people respond to ads if i said to you carol i have the prettiest tree over here it is 17 feet high it's a gorgeous green you're going to say whoa i'm curious to see that when can i come over But if I told you, oh, this tree has this and this, and I went on for 10, 15 minutes about it, I bet you that's a nice tree. But the first way I created curiosity, you're going to find out what I'm talking about. If I talk too much or give too much information, there's no curiosity. Ads that create curiosity create response. That's my thinking.
1: Well, we've all seen ads that have so much, they're so busy, that you do lose yourself. You actually go to the next ad right away because you don't want to take the time to read the entire ad. So I believe that you're giving out the best possible advice with a simple ad and let people take it from there. Let them know that you're available. Let them know what you do. And if it's something they need, boom, they'll, they'll contact you.
2: Absolutely. You know, the ad's not meant to sell. The ad's ad's meant to respond to. Remember that also. You're not going to sell anything in in an ad. You just want people to call you up so that you can explain things on the phone or, or make an appointment with them and go over to their house or their business or whatever and explain the rest of the story. Here's the rest of the story. You know, your ad, put it this way, your ad should be headlines, not stories. There's an old saying, um... Facts tell stories sell. Well the part of the story to me is just the headline. It's just like a book. The front cover of a book, it says something. The rest of the story is inside. Well how about your book? Tell everybody what the, the name of your name of your book is what?
1: Embracing your unlimited possibilities a handbook for life.
2: Absolutely. You don't mean to tell me someone's not going to open that up? They have to open it up. You've created curiosity, but if you put too much information on that front page, like, uh, first of all, they're not going to read it. They're not even going to open the book. Same thing with an ad.
1: What piece of advice can you give our listeners that can just help their business to thrive?
2: stay in your shoes. (laughs) What I mean by that is, you know, I see so many business owners, Carol, that they have a good year. I mean, they're really, you know, it's better than it's ever been. So they go out and they buy a new car or they, they, uh, they get themselves positioned to advertise in something that they're locked in for a year or two years and that bill comes in every month over and over again and they based all that upon a unusually successful year. Well then, the you know, then the normal thing comes back. They have a normal year, but they have all these expenses that they that they they did themselves based on figures that were higher than normal. Reality kicks in. You're back to what you normally do in business but you have these bills that were they're too big and it puts them in a position that they have to cut back in areas that they shouldn't be cutting back and then their product or their service suffers and then they've got themselves in a position they don't want to be in stay in your shoes if you're making a lot of money stick it in the bank you may need it later on but at the same time do keep in mind you got to keep your name in front of the public and you still got to keep your services or products to excel, they have to. They have, still have to be great. You can't, you can't. All of a sudden, if you're a restaurant, you can't be. All of a sudden, given one egg instead of two, people will take notice. They won't come to your restaurant. Stay in your shoes,
1: Trent. You have given such good advice today, and I believe that our listeners will gain so much from this uh, radio show today. How can our listeners contact you if they want to know more about Talking Tables or if perhaps they just want to get your advice on a particular piece of advertising or marketing? How can they contact you?
2: Well, there's three ways. And uh, I, before I even give out this, I just I invite this. I, I, I enjoy just talking to people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that... You know, we have to be talking about something that I'm involved with. I just want to talk into a general conversation to help. And there's three ways. One way is the old-fashioned way, is to call me on the phone. Then that number is 412-596-8444. 412 596 Or you can email me at Trent at TalkinTables.com. Now, when I when, I, when I, uh, made this name up, I know I'm from Pittsburgh, so I don't need an I in there. So talking is spelt T-A-L-K-N, TalkinTables.com. Or or um, you can go to my website, TalkinTables.com, without an I, and you can get a hold of me that way. Any three ways. Trent dot com. Go to website, TalkingTables.com, 412-596-8444. I can be reached. We will talk. We will have a good conversation.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that because I think people are going to be very interested in learning more and getting your advice, getting, getting your help. Um, as you started out in the beginning saying, uh, your life kind of emulates who you hang around with. Well, Trent is one of the people I hang around with. He is an excellent business person, very successful, and he loves to share what he knows. So give him a call, contact him, and see how he can help your business to thrive. Trent, as you know... We end every show with a bit on gratitude. So today, I am grateful for wonderful friends and mentors like you in my life. I'm also grateful for all the feedback I get daily with my business. It helps me to make adjustments that I might need to make to stay on course. Most of all, I am thankful for our listeners that are here spending time with us and learning exceptional information that will help them to grow personally, spiritually, and in their business. Do you have anything to add, Trent?
3: Anything I have to
2: add is, uh, you know, when it comes to um, business, as you said, I'm a small business advocate I know the trials and tribulations of trying to get your business known to the public. I know what it, the expenses that are involved a lot of times. I, I've seen people fail because of lack of information about how to market, going down the wrong roads. Um, you know, I at one time uh, was, uh, I was asked by Point Park University to be a judge of a graduating marketing class. This was uh, about six months ago. And there were twenty one graduates, and they were in um, um, seven uh groups and they were given a um a scenario of how to promote a, a a business who wanted to expand their footprint in a particular area and I listened to them and we had to we had to grade them and things like that and there were three of three judges and I felt just tickled to death that I was invited to do it and um you know in today's world um The young people coming out of college, they were asking the same questions to me after after the class. We sat around and talked for a while. They asked me the same questions. As I hear from veterans that own businesses, how do I get my name known? How do I get people to remember me? How do I become successful? There There are people that have owned businesses for years that are asking me the same questions. How do I get better? How do I get bigger? I'm not quite sure how to do it. You know, I'm a firm believer that your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror. And in business, you should look at it that way. Every once in a while, look in the rearview mirror. Make sure someone's not going to run over you. But to keep yourself looking at that windshield, going forward, listening to the right people, staying positive, <coughs> hanging around the right people, and taking chances. You know, come up with new ideas. If you do the common thing in an uncommon way, people will take notice. <clears throat> there was a florist, <clears throat> excuse me. There was a florist uh, I just talked to yesterday, and he takes pride in the way that he decorates uh, his flowers, how he makes them, and 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 he does things differently. And um, he he said, "What do you think of these? And what do you think of that?" And I said, "Hey, you just did the common thing in an uncommon way." And that's why you've been in business for 42 years. You're doing things different. In business, do it different. Stay in your shoes. Look through the windshield. Keep an eye on the rearview mirror. Stay positive and have a great day. That's what makes you successful.
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your exceptionally good advice. And until
0: next time... It's time to say so long for another day. Remember, you, my friend, are an awesome, wonderful, delightful, caring, fabulous, beautiful, giving, superfine, divine being here on this planet to enjoy your ever-expanding possibilities. Follow your bliss. Allow your light to shine. And by doing so, you are automatically giving your best to the world. So until next time, when we will be discussing your unlimited possibilities, namaste.